what would you look at the time? It's time to see What's a Cogsworth, a podcast where we take one specific moment in a Disney movie and see what would happen if we removed it from the movie and truly find out what is a Cogsworth, because I'd really like to know. Today, I'm joined by my good friends, Carissa Burns, who is slowly approaching co-host status here, Abigail Dobbins, and Morgan Roberts. All three will help me discuss our cogging question today, and that is the scene in Snow White where the evil queen falls off the cliff at the very end of the movie. Could one of you guys maybe tell me a little bit about the scene? What's what's going on there? Well, I can jump in and say something about it. Basically, what happens is the seven dwarfs find the evil queen and chase her up like a cliff, and then she finds a huge boulder and is trying to like hit it with a stick, and she's standing on the edge of a cliff. She's trying to like get it, pry it up so it hits them and kills them all. But then a bolt of lightning strikes right in front of her, and the cliff breaks, and then she falls to her doom and death. But you never actually see her dead at the bottom of the cliff. You just see the seven dwarves looking over the cliff with a look of shock on their face. I concur. Amazing. And Morgan, I'm glad you brought that up because that is specifically what we will be talking about today, is the fact that we don't ever see her body. It's common Hollywood rule that if you don't see the body, they're not dead yet. So a little bit of context for what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about each of the settings in Snow White and Tangled, because Tangled is the movie that I think ties in to this ending. We see the evil queen fall off this cliff. We don't know that she's dead. And then when we watch Tangled, a young woman who's very into beauty finds this flower on the side of a cliff. No, she's an old lady at this point. Even better. An old woman who has just gotten struck by lightning, falls off a cliff, finds a magical flower. Who is so fixated on her beauty and age. I'm saying Mother Gothel from Tangled, Evil Queen from Snow White, same person. Anybody agree? Disagree? Well, so I just want to bring something up from the Snow White cliff. I do feel we don't see the body, you're correct. That is a very accurate statement. But the vultures do start circling, and when the vultures start circling, someone is dead, I feel like. I like that, Carissa. Mm-hmm. I, I can see how you would tie the two together. So well, Let me I'm show you even it. more how we're going to tie these two <laughs> together. We're going to talk through the settings of both movies, because that is very important to the theory that I have here, as well as discussing Mother Gothel's age, and then also a little bit about the magic flower she uses and its properties and how that works. Hopefully, after figuring out all the backstory there, we can figure out a rough timeline of events, and then we can look at the similarities and differences between the two, and hopefully I can win you both over, because I feel like I feel like Morgan's going to be the easy one here to win <laughs> over. She's already kind of with me. I think Abigail's going to be the hard one here. Yeah, I never believe any of your Disney theories. I would buy Ursula. I kind of liked that one. Hey, you know what? Next week. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the kingdom. Starting off with the kingdom in Tangled, which is Corona. A little too on the nose topically at the moment, but that's okay. Disney has stated that Corona is somewhere in Germany in the late 1780s. And when looking at the castle, it has these like onion dome style spires that are present. Architecturally, it narrows down when and where this could have taken place significantly just because it was not a common style for castles at the time. Corona, based on the spires and the general setting that Disney has given time-wise, means that it's located in Bavaria, which is one of the only recent regions in Germany with the Onion Dome spire-style architecture. Make sense? 
Corona is also surrounded by water, which means it's sitting on a lake. And when looking at large lakes near Bavaria, there's one obvious choice, and that is the Lindau Island in Lake Constance, which is very near the southern border of Germany. So, Corona and Tangled takes place southern Germany, 1780. Are we with me? With you. Yeah. Okay. Using similar logic and figuring out based on the architecture and the information Disney has given, it can be determined that Snow White takes place in southern Germany as well, but in the late 1500s. It's almost 200 years prior. Now, you might be saying, that's suspicious. That's weird. Very suspicious. How, how can they be the same person when they're not 200 years? No one lives that long. To which I would like to point out, there is one key detail in determining Mother Gothel's age. Because we know that she knows about this flower, as evidenced by Tangled, which means she has been using it for quite a bit, we can assume. In the movie, Mother Gotha wears this long, robe-like dress. It's got these big, flowing, billowy sleeves that kind of reach the ground. And then she has this, like, big, chunky belt around her waist, correct? Correct. So this style of dress, I've discovered, is called a bliot. And it was common in the 1100s and 1300s in that time period, which, again, is well before when Tangled takes place. Disney has explained her dress was supposed to reflect her old age compared to the rest of people in Corona to show, like, she's using this flower to stay young and her style just hasn't caught up. And it should also come as no surprise that the evil queen of Snow White also wears a bliot, even though, again, it is not the right time period, as this is the 1500s. May I make my first objection? Sure. Here's the thing. Disney is not factual. They do not take their costumes and their sets completely from a factual base. And you've already pointed out that although the castle from Snow White is like, what did you say, 1500s? The outfit this witch is wearing is from the 1100s. 1200s. So that already doesn't match up. And I just don't buy it. But <laughs> First is, objection. <laughs> but is the reason they don't match up because yes, it is the 1500s. This is the castle. That's the style. Her wardrobe is reminiscent of the 1300s because she has been using this flower. Well mm. then, why is the flower not brought up in Snow White if she's already been using it? Because she doesn't need to. She has a different way of using it, which we'll get into now. So, this magic flower. (laughs) I don't like where you're going. Because in this, the whole plot of Snow White is when she says mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of the all, of the, whatever the phrase is. She feels threatened by Snow White because she's younger and more beautiful. But if she already has access to this flower, then that's not really a threat to her. But she wants to be the most beautiful and she can't do that because when she becomes her younger, more beautiful self, the mirror is saying, Snow White is still going to be ahead of you. Nothing that this flower can do is going to fix that. But let's let's discuss this flower because I feel like there's a lot about this flower. It works very similarly to other mythical items in the real world. Things like the Fountain of Youth, the Philosopher's Stone, more commonly, I feel like that of the two fits just a little bit better in its similarity. Both the Philosopher's Stone and the Flower Entangled have some interesting properties that are quite similar. The Philosopher's Stone was able to turn lead into gold and was also able to provide the user with the elixir of life, which, when drunk, restored the use of the drinker. This is very similar to the Golden Flower Entangled because when it is sung to, it grants the singer that you also, it has a golden glow, and it turns Rapunzel's hair that is naturally brown into a vibrant gold. 
Okay, I follow that. I mm-hmm. feel like that's mm-hmm. that's fair. Right? We got we got the science. So background info on the stone itself and the legend originated when an alchemist, Abram of Worms, what a fun guy, right? Uh, first discovered its secret in Worms, Germany. Interesting, because Worms is a city just under 200 miles from Lake Constance, which is where it's been determined Tangled takes place. It's about 12 hours by horse if you were traveling during the um, time period. Abraham lived from 1362 to 1458, which again lines up with the time period of Mother Gothel and the Evil Queen's clothing choices. Allowing for the idea to be planted, I'm saying, that Mother Gothel was around during the 1300s due to her fashion sense, and that the flower entangled is the Disney equivalent of the Philosopher's Stone. Oh my goodness. This seems like a lot of coincidences. (laughs) Okay, we have context now. Let's, Let's create a timeline. Gothel is born sometime in the 1300s, based on her outfit, her appearance. Sure. Okay, So great. she just happens to find this flower and magically figures out the song. No. In 1385, specific year, Mother Gothel discovers the magical flower based on the real-life discovery of the stone by Abraham. There are then vague rumors that are spread about the existence of the flower, much like the stone did. Therefore, Mother Gothel needs to hide it. How does she hide it? Through alchemy, through potions, through whatever. We know that she's been dabbling in potions. That's how she turns herself into the old woman. Or so we think. I feel like that's just the flower's effects wearing off and using that disguise as her old self to get to know life. But we know that she has alchemy books, she has potion supplies, she is aware, or would be aware, of the Philosopher's Stone if it existed. Therefore, I'm saying she's aware of this flower and is using its properties under the guise of alchemy and science. Fast forward to the 1520s, and Mother Gothel rises to power by marrying the widowed king of a small South German kingdom, who happens to be the father of Snow White. Enter the movie Snow White, and our cog is in place. Mother Gothel falls off the cliff. She flees the kingdom under the guise that she is dead and returns only when she needs to use this flower's power, finding the flower, hiding it, making sure no one can use it. Eventually, the legend of the flower, or the Philosopher's Stone in this case, is lost to time and is nothing but a legend. It is now 1780, and the current queen is sick, and palace guards discover the flower to use it and save her. Enter the events of Tangled. I'm with your timeline. I think I am. How did she flee the scene? Because the gnomes, not gnomes, what are they? Dwarves? Yes, the dwarves all looked over the cliff's edge. They all piled on top of each other, nose on nose, and looked over, and they would have seen her running away. Or, I don't think they would. In the movie, it is very clear that when Snow White is being told about the evil queen from the dwarves, they say that she has the ability to turn invisible. And that's how she's watching them in the forest. Hold on, that just seems like a big. I don't remember them saying that. I don't think actually happened. (laughs) In the animated version. In the animated version, the dwarves. Why would it? All say that she can turn invisible, and that's how she's watching. No, because if she could turn invisible, she wouldn't have to run away from them. Yeah, or she would just like invisibly get in the house and stab everyone. There are so many other options (laughs) if she's invisible. (laughs) Right, but in in Snow White, the dwarves say. 
that she can turn invisible and that's how she watches people. But that's not how she I watches I don't think people, so. She it? watches them through her her pot and her alchemy, right? Right. So However, she's not invisible. But the dwarfs don't know that. They firmly believe, oh, she's invisible. If they look down, they don't see a body. Oh, she's invisible. But she would she... She would she's not an old that Yeah, she's an old woman. She would have broken her bones before. I, I feel like it's more likely that she hit her head, maybe got a concussion, was passed out laying there, and by the time they left, then she gets up. Either way, she still is there. Eventually, she leaves. She flees the kingdom, only coming back for this flower. We all have a timeline. What? Well, okay, so I, I understand they're both power-hungry, and that lines up between Mother Gothel and the Evil Queen. But why would she switch from, from alchemy to use the spire to, like, singing to it? Why would she not still, like, what changes that they find the flower when they didn't find it for hundreds of years before? The only reason they find it is because I'm pretty sure she accidentally knocks its cover off and they just happen to see it glowing in the night. And they're also actively on the hunt for it because they believe they can save the queen. Right, but it just seems like in the past she didn't have to physically go there to use it. Or sing to it. Right. That is a weird part. Why would she take the additional risk? Would you suggest that she always has had to sing to this flower? And we just and she know. just sang I, different I melodies until she got it right. I, I think that could be a possibility, but I, I think instead it's more likely that as the queen, she's living in this castle, she has access to all the alchemy things, the potion ingredients. She has access to that. As old hag on the run, fleeing the kingdom, trying to stay undercover, she doesn't have those different amenities to use. I feel like this is the, I'm on a budget, I'll sing to it, hope it works, and then it does. Jumping a bit back now that we have a timeline. We can determine that both castles are in fact the same one based on their location, architecture, and similar motifs throughout the decor. <laughs> Other similarities between the settings of the films are the smaller homes in the woods. Looking at the snuggly duckling in Tangle, it is eerily similar in design to that of the dwarves' cottage in Snow White. Also, both of them have expansive minds that appear in both movies quite near said cottage. Is okay. that just a coincidence? No, I'm, I'm here with you. And I, I feel like I have something that, for once, I could maybe support. I'm ready. I think if it was the same castle, then she already knows the layout. So I guess it wouldn't be so odd for her to be able to figure out where the baby would be. You are supporting my theory here. Okay. We're on the same page. We are not. I still don't buy it, but... <laughs> We're in the same book. Yes, yeah, same book. So another point of similarity that should be somewhat obvious is the two's apparent similarities in appearance both as young women and as old hags. They both have the bright green eyes, the long, like the vibrant black hair. As hags, they both have like beady little eyes and their hair is like a frizzy white. Both also have an obsession with beauty, and as already stated, they both wear the same style of dress, even though neither is time period appropriate. Both also appear as a kind and loving mother to their charge until they won't no longer have a need for them. Though a minor detail, both also have very similar looking daggers that they use throughout their respective movies. And the scene where they both grow old, their hands shift almost identically, like scene for scene, like shot for shot wise in the movie. Which I think is just a weird coincidence. I think Disney's doing that on purpose. Because they're the same person. <laughs> I don't know about that. Disney knew all along what they were doing. They did in the 1930s 
And in the 2010s, they, they were like, we got this. It's been, it's a ship in motion. Things are going to happen. Uh, their deaths are also scarily similar and both fall from a great height and then just perish. The only difference being that we see Mother Gothel turn to dust while the evil queen is never shown, meaning it's possible she might have survived. Well, that's interesting, though, isn't it? Because why, if they're the same person, why would she put Rapunzel in that tower and put her at a height when she's already, like, fallen from a great height and risked her life? Why would she put herself in that position? Well, um, I feel like if she didn't die the first time, maybe she's like, I won't die the second time, and then mm-hmm. she died the second time. It's just bad luck. Now, this is unimportant. It will not help this case in any way. I just think it's kind of a funny little fun fact. But in Tangled, the short little man with the white beard that wears the diaper, the ugly duckling who's got like the little cupid thing, <laughs> his name is Shorty. Is that, is that not a dwarf name like Happy, Dopey, Sneezy, Sleepy, and Grumpy? You can't tell me Shorty's not a dwarf. Yes, I can. Shorty's not a dwarf. <laughs> Come on. So you're saying like, that, like, the dwarves are, like, great-great-grandparents I don't know what that means in this theory. I just thought it was a little funny thing. <laughs> okay. Other imagery throughout includes the repeated showing of apples with Mother Gothel in the movie, which I didn't notice at first, but, like, I went back and I was like, oh, that's weird. There's also a poisoned apple that's painted on the banister of Rapunzel's tower, which, like, why? Right? Is it really? I didn't know yeah. that. Right? I like that. Mm-hmm. That's good support. Uh, the Evil Queen is also shown to have a book on alchemy, which we already talked about. And this backs up that idea of the flower being the equivalent of the Philosopher's Stone. And that, like, the alchemy is related there. There's this idea of using its power to stay young in both Well, then I have a question about the apple. Yes. Uh, is this something that Rapunzel painted, or is it just, like, in the sky? The poisoned apple is painted on the banister, so I would assume that would be Rapunzel, because that's, like, her big thing is that she paints everything. But why is she painting a poison apple? I would love to know that. I, either way, I think it's still suspicious. I think it's weird. Why is it there if it's not to show that it's like a connection? It also can be said that Gothel should not have been able to so easily navigate the castle, like Abigail was saying, when trying to abduct Rapunzel as a baby. That is. Unless she used to live in that castle some 200 years ago as the queen. But wait, you already argued that the castle has undergone large renovations, which does get in the way of this argument, because if it's been renovated, then it would probably be more difficult for her to navigate. I mean, it would, but I feel like you still know the way to, like, the bedroom, to the main room, like... But what if they did, like, property style, like, get rid of that wall! Bathroom over here now! I feel like it would be real hard to do that in a castle. (laughs) I do like the point you're making, but I... Feel like just like ripping apart like, a castle would kind of be tough. It also though doesn't seem like it'd be very hard for her to find her way around, considering when Ryder just kind of like comes in from the top. Security is not just, very strong. Exactly. So I feel like it's even weaker. But it wouldn't be hard then for Mother Gothel to just like sneak in and just start walking around till she finds him. There's also this moment where Mother Gothel is abducting Rapunzel, and the door to the bedroom just appears to have opened on its own, almost as though she's invisible. Oh, oh my god. god. Similar, no. similar things happen throughout the rest of the movie. There are two times where a mother Gothel like flourishes her cape and then she just disappears. And this happens twice. And also throughout Mother Knows Best and the reprise, she just kind of appears to like bounce around from spot to spot, which wouldn't be possible. It's just it's a just song. Cool. That's it's for just... dramatic effect. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm just saying her movements are almost impossible unless she has that ability to turn invisible. No, she's not actually turning invisible. It's just the filming of it. Right, wants but to make it creepy and spooky. I would agree with you, except for the fact that the dwarves say the queen can turn invisible. And we have set up that they could be the same person. You mean Shorty? <laughs> oh yeah, Shorty. Shorty's in on it. He knows. In short. I, I guess not. Um, Shorty. Shorty. Um, without that scene at the beginning, showing the evil queen falling off the cliff, but not showing her body, it would be impossible to make this connection. But because that scene is there, because this cog is in place, we are able to have this discussion in the first place. And I feel like there's a lot of valid points to this argument. I think that they could be the same person. And regardless of whether or not the three of you believe me, the fact remains, because we don't see her body, and because that scene takes place. Final thought. Yes. I can agree with you 75%. I think that it's definitely possible. And it's kind of a fun idea to think. But I don't like all of your support. <laughs> I'm there with you. I feel like there's a lot of coincidences that are kind of cool and line up. And it's just not everything lines up. Like, I don't know how an old lady fell off a cliff and just didn't die. But I do, <laughs> I do see how all the coincidences coincidences could point in that direction. I think possible, yes. A bit of a stretch, definitely. But even though it's a stretch, it would be an even larger stretch if that scene was not there to begin with, correct? It would be an impossible stretch. Exactly. And that, here comes Abigail. Is what Cogsworth. Abigail! Abigail. I, wait, 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 try again. Try again. You have had two episodes to get it. I thought it was, it's it. what a Cogsworth. The title of the podcast is What's a Cogsworth. Yeah, but I'm still However, saying Cogsworth. We, we don't want to know what the, we, we have determined what it Say is. Say it again. Go again. And that, here it comes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Is the, the Cogsworth. Cogsworth. Pew, oh, pew, pew, pew. pew. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much for joining me today in this wonderful discussion. Abigail, you are a delight. Carissa, I will see you next week as my new co-host. Morgan, thanks for coming. I really enjoyed it. You should do this again sometime. What a fun time. Thank you all so much for coming. Thank you so much for listening. And you can find other episodes wherever podcasts are played.